Propaganda with the masks that's been going around. Have you seen this? If you have a beard and a mask, it's not going to help because there's holes. That you There's holes get, on your you, face. You can't get a solid connection. Everyone's face is shaped differently. I know, and not, those masks are all shaped the same. Yeah, we're not to mask point yet. <laughs> no, we're not. And I, I, I hope we don't get to that point. Uh, bad news if you're on Maui. They are completely out of toilet paper on the island of Maui. And currently can't get any more toilet paper. They're going to have to go to leaves and stuff. I mean, there's... Back to the way we used to do things. There is an ocean. Yeah. Just feet away. Yeah, so, and it all ends up there at some point anyway, I'm told. So Probably. It probably gets treated <laughs> in some ways, I think, first to not just dirty up our ocean. But, hey. It's good uh, enough for the fishes. And so, as, as that that's the age-old question. Would you move to Maui if it meant you could never use toilet paper again? I still might do it. It's Maui, man. Come on. I think the hotels have been hoarding it. They better have been. <laughs> They're in trouble. Uh, Dan Rascone of KSL, a uh, TV reporter, just sent out a tweet on uh, on, on Twitter. A tweet on what else? Uh, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> of, uh, of He's at Costco, and he says, every cart in the place is full of toilet paper and bottled water. Look, this is a good time to be in the bottled water and toilet paper business. It is. Whenever there's fear. Can, canned goods. The, Invest the, in canned goods. <laughs> The, the car numbers out of China might be falling, but the toilet paper and bottled water numbers are rising. So, And, and batteries and, and canned goods, like you said, yes, for sure. Anyway, we'll talk about some of that today because it is impacting the car world for sure. Uh, we, uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Some fun stuff, including uh, so San Francisco's mayor is suggesting some ideas to help cut down on congestion and parking issues in the city. That I thought we uh, might talk about how they might apply here someday. Okay. There is a lot of coronavirus uh, to talk about in the car world, but also the uh, Lego. Uh, well, did you, your your son and daughter probably play with Lego, don't they? Yeah. Were you absolutely. a Lego player I as a kid, oh, Eric? Yeah. Did you play with Legos growing up? <laughs> For <laughs> Legos, I I never really got into Lego either, but it is the number one toy in the world. The number one toy brand in the world is Lego, and they're in a bit of hot water with the environmentalists right now. But Why? For something you might not think it is. Well, see? <laughs> see, that's that's what you might think when I say something about the environmentalists aren't happy, but no. Uh, I'll share with that story with you in a little bit about why they are in trouble, quote-unquote, with the environmentalists. But Jeff, how has your week been? How are things at Mark Miller Subaru? Things are good. Like it's, it gets a little worrisome. So we've always looked at stock prices have a big effect on our business. So when stock market goes down, you usually can see lack of traffic. So last couple of weeks have been a little rough traffic-wise. But I think business as a whole is staying pretty steady. I mean, I, I think the car market's going to be down. I think when we look at the numbers next week, it will be down for sure. Yeah. Just because on a global scale, there's a lot of production shutdown. There's, I mean, we'll talk about a lot of the stuff that happened because of coronavirus, but I think overall you're going to see a down market. So I, Subaru might not set another record this month. It's possible. Well, then close up shop. That's why are you I even think. doing I don't know anymore. why we're in business if we're not setting records. <laughs> I think it's crazy. But I think there's some worry in the market. And yeah. I think there's the market as a whole and the economy as a whole. You're not going to see the growth that we've had over the last eight years for the next two Right. And it's not only because of coronavirus. It's because of lots of other things as well. And the economy was going in this direction anyway. And the coronavirus stuff and the global thing with that is just kind of pushing it over the edge. Fanning those flames a bit. Uh, hopefully we don't get to the point where it's 2008 
again. But no. the numbers this week weren't that far off. Yeah, down 12% this week's not a good. Yeah. It's not a good sign. Uh oh, by the way, I also they got call a, that a correction. <laughs> that's a kind word for yeah, it. That's the official term for that as a correction. Yeah, which sounds a lot better <laughs> than everybody panic. So. Panic. <laughs> uh by the way, fun poll question today. If you want to be part of the show, do you want to give away some movie passes? Yeah, let's see movie passes. Four pack of VIP lounge movie passes to Megaplex Theater courtesy of Mark Miller Subaru. We'll draw from uh, the collection of callers at the end of the show, and one lucky caller will get that four-pack. I, I was driving in this morning, and I was listening to one of my favorite songs that I like to listen to when I'm driving. Okay. Jimmy World The Middle. Okay. And the reason why that always makes me, because when we were stupid, idiot, invincible high school kids, okay. there's a bridge in that song where, you know, it's just... The bridge of the song. Yeah. It goes, it sounds like it's a little sped up, a little faster, a little uh, louder. And the rule was you had to go 10 miles an hour over the speed limit during the bridge of the song. Oh. Now, I never participated, I of course. I cannot imagine you ever did. Why? I, so irresponsible. And, and I reported anyone that did. I wasn't. But I appreciate the lies. The, so then it got me thinking. What are some really good road trip songs or traveling songs? Okay. So that's something you can call in, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Answer that poll question, get entered for the drawing of movie passes, but of course, we'll take any and all questions or Sounds comments like a good you road trip song, right? You know, like a good four or five hour drive, like you need some good, good music. Yeah, and you could give us a whole thing. list if you'd like, yeah, or just sure. a song. I, just, I, I went on a road trip last weekend. Where'd you go? Um, I, I flew down to Vegas to drive my family back. Because they, they drove down for the week for during break, and they were hanging out and having fun. And then I flew down because I had to work. And I flew down and met them down there and drove back with them. So a good five-hour drive-in, six-hour drive-in, coming home. Not a not a terrible drive. Not a bad drive. That's not a bad drive at all. That's about my limit for one go. One go, about yeah. five, six hours. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. Got left at 10, got home at about five. Yeah. Now, my people like my father-in-law, they, they drive from uh, – they will make day trips – uh, from uh, Utah County to Boise and back, or Utah County to the Tri Cities in Washington and back. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. It's a lot. I've driven LA. To I get Salt- tired going to work. I've driven LA to Salt Lake in a day, and that's a lot. Yeah. See, I can't do that. That's I can't. I I think I. It was that cross country move I did one time from Provo to DC. I was on Tesla autopilot, so I just took a nap. <laughs> you watched just some Harry Potter. <laughs> All right, I got, so, good, I got a good story on that one, though. Okay, what do you, what do you got? Uh, well, how was the nap? <laughs> yeah, the nap was wonderful. I really took uh-huh. a nap. So there was actually a uh, NTSB safety board meeting over the Tesla autopilot. Okay, because the they charge the probing they're probing cl- crashes to make sure the safeguards are actually being implemented. <laughs> Because there, uh, it was a hearing on Tuesday, February 25th that stemmed from a fatal crash involving Tesla's autopilot driver assist system. He said they've not provided responses to the questions. So the idea is they're asking, like, California Highway Patrol and UDOT and all those guys to give them the, what's happening, and they just won't tell them. What? So they can't properly give recommendations on this thing. But it really goes down to the idea is that Tesla just doesn't cooperate with these accidents. Because they want to just suggest that it's the driver's fault. That we tell them that autopilot's not for, it's not really autopilot. That you should just drive the car and you need to make sure you're staying awake and it's not going to drive the car for you. And then they advertise it and call it autopilot. Right. Like that's my issue with it is that technology is awesome. It's really good. You just can't name it autopilot. Yes. Like I, that's my only issue with it. 
But technically, legally, they can name it autopilot because there's no rules against it. Because as of no now. one's making a rule against it. That's what NTS has to come out and say. You can't call it autopilot. Yes, because I agree. autopilot indicates it drives the car for you. And they even in their rules on the side of it, even when it comes up on the screen when you turn it on, it says this car is not being driven for you. But you're calling it autopilot because guess what autopilot does? It sells cars. Sells it. Yep. If if and if they. If they won't stop calling it autopilot, then the rule needs to be that they have to call it not autopilot. They won't change anything. People just think autopilot is a dumb joke. But I agree. The the term autopilot puts a thought in people's heads. Oh, I, I don't have to do anything here. That's why I prefer terms like driver assist or eyesight or, or uh, pilot assist even. Yeah, describe what it actually is, not driver assist systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not autopilot. Yep. Uh, so that's what, who, the NT, who was doing that? The, the NTSB? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least they're talking about it. Yeah, right. Let's get it going a little more. Uh, we've got our first caller. Also, I've got, do you know where leap year started? Today is February 29th. Do you know the first year leap year was Mm-mm. instigated or created or whatever, implemented? Because it's 2020, so it's a zero. You think, oh, did it start in the year zero? No. 1592 or 82 1582 uh they found out well the calendar is missing 10 days over a certain amount of time so uh pope gregory the eighth created leap year in 1582 and now we're on leap year 2020 so there you go 500 some almost 500 years speaking of crazy things being signed the legislature actually signed a good bill no it's not a good bill you don't like the daylight no. savings bill? Nope. I hate it. Why? I hate it. Okay, I'll explain it because it's not it's not real. So as soon as the governor signs it, which he's going to sign it to Austin, unless Austin goes and lobbies him tonight, this afternoon. He goes, mm. <laughs> Everyone can hear you lying. <laughs> they can hear your eye roll, Eric. <laughs> so what the legislation does, it would put the Beehive State, Utah, on daylight savings year-round. It passed the House... Or passed the Senate seventy to one, and so there's one sane person up there. <laughs> Although it doesn't, it doesn't change it. What it does is, it puts them in an accord where the four western states that are in daylight savings have to also pass the same bill, and then Congress has to pass something. So it's not going to happen. It's a step. Nah, it's not. It's a step. So that, that, that's that's my problem with it. We're wasting our time, literally wasting our time and tax dollars by arguing about a clock. It keeps them from doing other stuff that'll hurt us worse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, that's that like canceling safety checks on your car. Yeah, it keeps like them that. from having time to actually debate stuff like that. So we're good. Like, does everyone have a job? <laughs> or is no one homeless anymore? Then maybe then we can get to daylight savings time problems. <laughs> but you, but in all fairness, on that logic, you get it back in the fall. Yeah. Uh huh. So what what are we doing? And look, what's stopping me from saying it's eleven twelve right now? Huh? You're not gonna stop me. I can say that. There's no law against me saying it's eleven twelve AM. <laughs> it's a waste. No. These people are <laughs> taking our dollars to then just fart into the wind about daylight savings time for three weeks and then nothing happens. Sorry, excuse my Use of the word wind. I like the hope of it. And I think when it passes Congress, I'm going to come back and tell you we told you so. You'll hurt me so deep. I can't wait.
We're going to write this down. Should we get to our first caller? (laughs) Yeah, why not? All right. (laughs) What time is it where you are, Dayton? Thanks for calling in. The time is 10-12. Oh, see? No, no. Can't can't prove that to me. Yeah. (laughs) How are you? Doing good. What's up, guys? Thanks for calling in. Do you have a, a question, a comment? What do you got for us, Dayton? Oh, yeah. No, I was just calling in. I uh, have my favorite uh, uh, road trip song. Oh, great. What is it? Oh, yeah. Baba O'Reilly by The, uh, by the Who. Or, as, oh, that's you know, referred to as uh, Teenage Wasteland, you know, one of right. the best ones yep. to drive to. Now, who is Baba O'Reilly? You know, I have no idea, man. Me I either. couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Me either, but it's a great song, isn't it? It's a great it? song. That's a great road trip I, I, song. I, mean, I don't even know if they say Baba O'Reilly in the lyrics. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I uh, don't think they do. I don't think they say that's why people call it the Teenage, Teenage Wasteland. Wasteland song, it's because no they O'Reilly's. don't say Baba O'Reilly in it. Yeah. That's a great song. That's right. Like Thanks, that Dayton. One. Appreciate that's it. Good. Have you ever heard the Pearl Jam version of Baba O'Reilly? No. I prefer it much better than the and the Who's version is good, but. Pearl Jams is a lot better, in my opinion. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. That's how it's done. Dayton is now the winner, as of now, of the movie passes. We'll see if he's I still the winner at noon. Be, These times they are changing. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> do this that should be our favorite song. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can open this up. Worst time, waste of time up on the legislature in history. 855-340-ZONE. Let's not do that. Oh, no, you don't want to. Oh, suddenly, uh, suddenly we want rules here. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, okay, so I'm not uh, ready for those phone calls all week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the coronavirus impact on the car industry here, Jeff, because it's look, uh, there is a lot of fear mongering going on in the media with the the co- coronavirus. I don't think it's a joke. I don't think that it's a, a, a thing to laugh at and scoff at, but I don't know that it is as horrifying and terrible as I have been led to believe it is by certain media groups and and personalities over the last two, three weeks. But where it is certainly impacting is car sales went down 92% in February in China. 92, that's a correct number. 92. That's ridiculous. They they sold 8% (laughs) close to what they usually, 92% less than they sell. And that's because they they can't work. They can't make the cars. They can't sell the cars because of coronavirus, because it's that bad there now it's that it's bad there it's not quite to that level here and we're hoping to stop that and get in front of it but how else has coronavirus impacted the car industry but you're looking a lot of it right i mean so i think what was the i think the latest one was kia yesterday oh no that wasn't them it was hyundai hyundai yesterday they halt work at one of their korean plants because one of their workers tested positive Ah. so they had to shut they've shut the plant down and are they when they bring these workers in every morning for work are they testing them there on site to see if they're positive or negative before they allow them go to work no you can't and you can't test to that degree so well that's what they're doing in china if someone comes to the point where they're sick then they send them to the hospital if they come out positive then everyone they've been in contact with they quarantine that's the hard part right That's the hard part with the ones they found in the U.S. is, okay, so you didn't have any um, any reaction, any symptoms for two weeks. 
you ha- you get sick, and now they come in and they say, okay, we need to know everyone you touched and talked to in the last two weeks. Could you figure that out? No. Right now, think about that. Go back two weeks and talk about everybody you had contact with in the last two weeks. I I, I couldn't. You couldn't make that list. And I don't I don't see a lot of people in my lifetime. No. In my lifetime, in my in my day to day life. So I mean, that's the hard part is that then you don't they don't know who to quarantine. Yeah. So like, can't find a patient zero. If you obviously you're working in a factory, they're going to shut the factory down. But that's what gets a little scary. And, I, I mean, I don't think U.S. is near out of the woods by any means, and hopefully just hopefully we can avoid it. Well, Fiat has now uh, – they warned a couple weeks ago this was probably going to happen. They've closed their plants in Milan and Tehran. No, one, no one's no. making cars for Fiat there. And I think it's who, – who was it that has now – they haven't been able to ship their parts out of China or, or anywhere because of – so they started sending them in suitcases – was it Fiat maybe really? that did that? <laughs> I heard that one. They they copped up to yeah they've been just packing them car parts in suitcases, flying them on airplanes, and then delivering them to the. the and here's plants. another interesting one that affects the car industry is one of the biggest car shows in the world, the Geneva Car Show has been canceled. It has. It's been it's been not not postponed. They canceled it. It's done. It has been absolutely canceled because the Swiss government has banned gatherings of more than a thousand people. Right. Now they're still doing some of their awards. They're going to name, I think, Car of the Year or whatever, but it's just going to be completely online. Private shows and online Mm -hmm. and private videos, yep. Which, there's worse things to to have to cancel than a car show, but that's that's too bad that it's gotten to a point where something that really sends the industry down a better path is is canceled. Uh, How does 92% less sales in China affect us here in the United States directly, though, Jeff? How does that impact the car industry Everything. here? Suppliers. We, the, the number of suppliers of U.S. manufacturers that are in China, there's a lot that supply what cars that are made in Indiana, cars that are made in Kentucky, cars that are made in Alabama. They're all. It's a global supply chain that any kinks in those supply chains hurts everybody. It will hurt everybody. It hurts our ability to produce cars. We don't can't produce as many Subarus right now as we would be able to produce. And then, then you go to the other side, which is the market demand side of it, is that uncertainty hurts economies. Right. As what you could see by the Dow Jones Industrial Average last week, dropping 3,500 points in one week. And then, as you mentioned, less traffic in the store. Including the lowest one-point drop, one-day drop in the history of this country. Yeah. We had an 1,190-point drop in one day. And that's all directly tied to, I mean, like you said, there are other indicators. Depends who you talk to. (laughs) If you ask Mick... (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's it's all fake but anyway that's that's going down the, the wrong path yeah. so anyway it, it stuff like this it really impacts the the entire world and money makes the world go round and when money's not being exchanged the world comes to a halt and uh, coronavirus happens to be a symptom of that or a cause of that depending I mean, on which side one you land big on. jump you can drop is that one of the biggest markets in the world for tesla is china yeah and tesla in the last seven days, has gone from a stock price. So on, let's go back two weeks. Let's see this. So it peaked. Two weeks ago was like 400-something, wasn't it? So on the 18th of February, 19th of February, it peaked at 937.74. Oh, that's way off. Wow. Almost 1000 bucks a share? Yep, that was 10 days ago. Jeez. What are they now? It closed Friday at 674. <sighs> Lost 300 points. Oh, nearly 40%. In 10 days. Jeez. Jeez, 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 jeez. Ugh. That's terrible. 
that even if you're not attached to Tesla, that's not a good indication for anybody on the market. No, well, uh, probably forty billion in market cap, <sighs> fifty billion in market cap in ten days. So we need to fix coronavirus. That's <laughs> essentially what needs to happen. It just it got to get a cure. It's not good for anybody. No, it's not good for anybody. The uncertainty. We need we need to have a solid voice, one voice coming out talking about what going on and the experts out there talking about it and make sure everyone keeps themselves safe and that's, that's i think the that's worst the key to it the worst thing that's going on is i thought we could all at least agree that people getting sick and dying of a disease was a non-partisan yeah we don't need problem. politicians on either side talking about it or bringing it up on whose fault it is who's who is we need, just fix it just don't let any of them talk about it just let the person running the cdc or who who yeah. let those guys talk about it yep. mm-hmm. everybody else the shut, scientists yeah crazy idea (laughs) save your science everyone else just needs to shut up let's get back out to the phone lines we'll talk more about this because it is impacting everyone's day-to-day life and especially the car industry 855-340-ZONE though you can call in and be entered into the drawing by sharing a question comment or story with us poll question what's your favorite road trip song anything else on your mind 855-340-ZONE and dale is our second caller good morning dale is this me? Yeah, Dale, correct? No, it's Bill. Oh, Bill. Bill. Sorry, Bill. My, my, my mistake. I, I get that all the time. I've got that. <laughs> I've been called Northern worse. Northern Utah. Yeah. Draw. <laughs> a bail. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bail. Yeah, Bill. Bail. 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 All right, we're gotcha. What's going on, man? F- favorite road trip song's got to be Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. I okay. think you guys, the DJs that play music, call it the potty song. It's 13 <laughs> minutes long. It's a very long song, but it's not. <laughs> That's a good road trip song being 13 yes. minutes, though. It really takes, because you get through that song, you just run it four or five times, you're home. And I don't feel that it's so too repetitive well, either. But So I live up in Randolph, and from Woodruff, Randolph, 10 miles, and you can have one song in the whole distance. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a good true. one. <laughs> Stranglehold. All, All right, right Bill. Thanks, thanks. Thank you, Bale. I like it. Bale. Bale from Randolph calling in about Ted Nugent Stranglehold, thirteen minute song. I love our Utah draw. I lo- I'm serious. I love it. I was just talking to Tony Parks yesterday. My grandmother's coming into town today, and she she doesn't say corn, she says carn. She doesn't say fork, she says fark. And that's she's just from little old town Minersville. That's how they talk. I love it. Eight five five three four zero zone. You want to be part of Utah car since eight five five. 340 zone. Some other things that uh, are, are taking place here. Uh, it's Jaguar, by the way, Jaguar Land Rover that have now started shipping their parts in suitcases okay. because they can't get them on ships. They can't get them approved to leave docks. So they've been putting them in, they've been buying up all this luggage and shipping their car parts in luggage to their UK factories. That makes sense. Pretty wild. Yeah. But I don't, how's, what if those parts have Corona on them? Got to spray him with disinfectant. Putting them in a suitcase somehow <laughs> cures corona. Huh? I don't We've know. We've got hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes here, courtesy of Austin. <laughs> we, so that we, we do. are safe. So folks. we're all safe. We are Austin's safe. Protected here. the studio because it's not like we're in a studio with there, in a place where there were nineteen thousand people last night. Right. <laughs> I think we're going to be safe walking we're through the place. We're safe. We're safe all because of Austin. Or or. or have you listened to Tony and Austin this week? Tony sounds like he's the spokesperson for coronavirus right now. So, And he uses that mic you're sitting in front of. <laughs> and, Scott, and Scotty, Scotty's been snotting all over the place. Too. So this is now the Utah Car Says by Austin. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, you're, so you're welcome for the sad. You can mock me and call me a germaphobe, but you know who 
gets the germs out. Germaphobes. Did you sanitize my mic? No, that's your mic. Tony touched it. I'm not <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. We got a caller on the line there, Eric. I thought you said we may have. Oh, we don't. Okay, phone lines and lanes wide open. We'll take our first break, come back on the other side. I got to tell you why Lego is in a bit of hot water, as it were. Also, we need to talk about what's going on in San Francisco and how that might impact parking in downtown Salt Lake City. Tell you about it next on Utah Car. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. On 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. A little Mike the Trucker sound going on there. Welcome back. Utah Car Sense. Austin Horton and Jeff Miller here with you. Jeff, the uh, general manager of Mark Miller Subaru, you got the Midtown, you got the Southtown. I was talking to Roger Parkin last week about the old Bronco, because the new Bronco coming out from Ford and oh, our, you mean our plow truck? Yeah, your plow truck. Thing's awesome. <laughs> it sounds like it's that's all it's good for, but it's an incredible plow truck. It's the greatest plow truck ever because it's so short. Can turn around in yeah, there. Yeah, you can do 360s and donuts, and yeah, it's the best plow truck ever. Uh, he said the back window doesn't go down though, so you have to no. kind of deal with that. <laughs> but I don't think it would pass safety inspection if they had them. They don't have them, so we're good. It's not required. I don't think we even register it. He said you don't because it never leaves yeah, the never parking leaves lot. A lot. We we share a we share a parking lot with the gas station, so we can get to the gas station back without hitting <laughs> the street. That's right. That's true. Uh, but the the new Bronco is supposedly going to be available this spring at some point, though there's not an exact date. In 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 uh, stone yet for that release, and I'm not too excited how they designed the thing. I wish they would have stayed more true to the old you don't look. Like it? It's fine. It's it's and look, FJ Cruisers they're selling. They're they're a great resell, and there's a lot of people like that look. I don't care for that look, and they look too FJ Cruiser to me. But that's just me. Not really yeah. my thing. But it's exciting they're coming back because I think it's a iconic brand, yeah, iconic name. See if they have pricing out yet. Oh, that's that'd be a good thing. Estimated around thirty k. So forty. <laughs> Once you get options, it's right. forty-five, fifty. You want seatbelts? Okay, that'll be another five grand. Just kidding. Oh, you want a steering wheel? <laughs> uh, all right, eight five five three four zero zone to be part of the show. Everyone that calls in shares a question, comment, or story with us. Enter to win a four pack of movie passes. Lego. There's a lot of uh, green people that are very upset at Lego. Jeff. What'd they do? This coming from TheVerge.com. Marcel Steeman, a regional counselor in the Netherlands, was playing Lego with his kids a few months ago when he noticed something strange. There were Lego cyclists, but I wondered where they had to cycle. If you are Dutch, you're used to having cycling lanes. The streets in Lego city sets had space for cars, trains, even tiny storm drains, but no designated space for zero-emission human-powered vehicles like bikes. Even worse, it appeared that Lego streets were becoming more hostile <laughs> to war, sorry, more hostile toward pedestrians over time. As compared to Lego sets from years ago, the cars seemed to have grown larger, evolving from four to six studs wide, and the roads appeared to be getting wider while the sidewalks were getting more and more narrow. Oh, the agony. Think of the children, Jeff Miller. What are they thinking over at Lego land? Lego people. Is it Lego just a company? 
Is it just Lego? Is it only? I think it's Lego. It's just yeah. Lego, right? Is I it, is I think it Hasbro? It's, no, well, maybe someone's bought. No, I think it is just still there, but I think it's Dutch for let's play. I think that's what Lego means. But anyway, anyway that I, I could not believe that uh, this is getting such a big outcry. It's a, it's a toy. It's not it's not real. This is not. People got to be mad about something, right? This is a, this is a toy city, and it's really cool. Like I said, it's got tiny storm drains in it, but no bike lanes, and so people are losing their minds over they this. Really Jeff. should have bike lanes. <laughs> You're with them on this, <laughs> are you? Although I really like the bike lanes in downtown Salt Lake now. As much as I was against them when we first talked about it, I think they really make a lot of sense. Like the extra lane on the side where the bikers can go, I think it's a really good idea. We need more of them. Yeah, I like it where you can like park the where you're not parking the car, the park cars, and then you have the lane inside where the parked yes. cars are. Yeah, yeah, we need a lot more of those. Yep, but it's only a few blocks here. That yeah, but I think that's really cool. If you ever like bike downtown, like it's really nice. Now the problem is not the bikers; it's the cars, it's the drivers, because it's always is the cars and the drivers. Right here by our parking lot that we use for work here, there's a bike lane on the east side of it. And people will turn in or out of that parking lot without checking the bike lane first and boom, getting a lot of problems going on there. And, you know, perhaps the bike could think this guy might be an idiot. He's going to pull out in front of me, so I'll wait. But it is the right of way of the bike. You got to just be better driver, be safer. But the fact that people are mad that Lego is not including bike lanes lanes is absolutely absurd. And I'm all for... Uh, zero emission. I'm all for the environment, but to Eric's point in the in segment one, perhaps we should focus on Lego being made of more compostable material than hardened plastic. Things that actually impact the earth, not fantasy bike lanes. Also, don't I got a lot of Legos. Do you know my don't, my dad loves Legos. Does he? My dad. That's how my dad relaxes. Playing Legos. He builds Lego sets, like the big, nice, like the really big, nice ones. Is he a master builder, like in the movie? Oh yeah, my yeah. dad's like he doesn't son. use instructions. He just builds his own. No, no, oh, okay. no, he's not a master builder. Oh, okay, he, okay. he uses instructions, but he like, but my dad's a guy like he's very like particular, so he like has his like little thing, and he'll like put them into sections before he builds it, so he'll like dump the bag, and then he'll organize the pieces into sizes and areas so he can find them faster when he gets them. Like he's like oh. very particular about how he builds. Which, by the way. Another environmental issue with Legos. <laughs> How much packaging is in one of those ah. like big like They've actually been pretty good about that. I mean really like Isn't it like multiple little tiny plastic bags? So probably? like in one of those huge sets, like the six hundred dollar set ones. Yeah. There's probably like ten bags. Made of recyclable plastic. <laughs> <laughs> that just gets thrown in the garbage, really. Oh, but that's not I Lego's just, problem. Recycle it? Yeah. Well, okay, but I, 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 I don't. You're not a recycler. I don't pay five dollars a month for recycling because I know that it doesn't get recycled. It just gets right back to the landfill. That's not true. It is true because they only recycle glass or plastic. But people are still putting cardboard and paper and stuff in that in recycling, and then you the guy doesn't paper. sit there and, and sort through the recycling bin. You're a cynic. I'm a I'm a truther. That's what I am. Wait, Have you, you think did, we we you think we can't recycle he paper? Use no, I no we can recycle he doesn't paper. Doesn't think that they actually recycle it. Thinks they but just the, throw it in the garbage can. The bin that comes to your house is not for paper. It's for plastics and glass, right? Maybe not even glass. Maybe just plastic. I think you can also put paper in See, there. See, that's what people think. They put their paper in there, and then it just they don't sort through it, so they just throw it all in the dump. I'm pretty sure they do sort through it. They though, absolutely Austin. sort through it. Not in certain cities. 
I think they sort through it here. There was Austin. a report not less than a year ago from a local city around here that was busted for taking them straight to the dump. But I don't want to name names. I'll just give you enough information for you to find it. <laughs> so I might be a cynic, but I'm taught to be a cynic. So yeah, they don't get my five extra dollars because I don't think they're doing it the right way. Instead, what we do at our house is we've got different bins. We've got a, a glass bin, a plastic bin, and a cardboard paper bin. And I drive it to the bins around town wow. that take those. So you do recycle. The, the grocery sacks? So yes. You, so you do recycle. You're not a- yes, but I don't pay the you extra money. You recycle more than most people do. Right. Because most people pay the 5 to 10 bucks a month and just trust the city to do it for them, and they're not doing it. Wow. They're just taking your money. You okay. should have led with that. Yeah, <laughs> I would have led with that, too. Like, you made him sound like an animal, and then he comes back and... Well, that's, see, this is the problem I have on Tony and Austin. I say something, and everyone thinks the worst about me, when really you should be thinking the best Which about me. Which is really me. nice about us. We at least give you the time to talk about yourself. That's true. Just, they just assume you're bad. <laughs> that's right. And Gordon, all those guys do. Like, what, well, when I said... If your favorite holiday was Getaway with Murder Day, that was because Adrian and Tony said they didn't want any rules. And I was giving them an example of why they should want some rules. Okay. So Lego, they're they're ruining the world one plastic bag at a time and one <laughs> one bike lane missing from a set at a time. Uh, San Francisco. The mayor, uh, what's her name? London 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 but, Breed. Hey, but at least at least Lego has electric cars. In the Lego set? They're all electric. They're all battery Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like... There's no gas in them. <laughs> I, I thought you meant like at Legoland. They're a little slow. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we're good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where was I? Oh, from one hippie story to another. San Francisco. The streets are clogged with cars. You can't find anywhere to park. It's completely congested. Well, Mayor London Breed has considered two options. One called congestion pricing and now charging for metered parking on Sundays. Now, the reason I want to bring this up is I think there's a local impact here. Okay. Do we not have free parking downtown on weekends? I believe so. Yeah, or did Sunday. that get absolved? No, I think Saturday and Sunday parking's free. Is it? Okay. So if you, if it's a metered or a two-hour restricted parking, it's, there's no, it's open on weekends? I think for sure Sunday. We'd have to make sure that we're given right information. Yeah, I think here. Saturday might be... Metered. Okay, metered on street parking is free for two hours on Saturday and all day on Sundays and holidays. All day Sundays, so all day hours, holidays. Two hours parking on Saturday, all day Sundays and holidays. And look, we are nowhere near the population and overcrowding that San Francisco is, no. so I'm not drawing that direct comparison. But what the mayor of San Francisco is now suggesting, suggesting and putting into action is no more free parking anywhere. It will always be metered parking on Sundays. Right now, they've only had Sundays where it's free. Now it's no longer going to be free. It's going to be metered, and it's going to be done so that people move their cars off and let someone else park there, and they're not just sitting there all day. Well, of course, local businesses in San Francisco are having a big-time problem with that because now people aren't coming to their store because they don't want to pay for parking, and that's hurting their business. The other suggestion that she's had and is now putting into action is called congestion pricing. And I absolutely love this idea. I absolutely love this idea. You go to the the most busiest, congested, you overused streets during peak time, and if you want to be there during peak time, you pay a fee to be there. Like if you want to use the toll, the uh, the HOV lane, you pay a toll, 
Mm-hmm. You get to and from faster. That's your choice. If you want to be on this stretch of highway to this stretch of highway at this time of the day, you got to pay a fee to be there. And what the goal there is that she believes a third of the people that are currently using those will use other ways to get around and relieve the congestion. Use public transportation. Or use public transportation, which in San Francisco is terrific. It's terrific. Oh, for sure. But like most people I know who have... You actually live in San Francisco, don't have cars. Why? I don't know why you would need one. Like, why you need a car there? No. Yeah. Unless you're obviously working outside the city somewhere where you had to drive to it. And yeah. Well, even that, like, you, you can get on the BART anywhere in the area. Yeah. From Oakland to almost San Jose, essentially. So, totally. Uh, so, anyway, I like that idea. I don't really care for the coming down hard on the parking on the streets idea. I think parking should be free everywhere, personally. Mm, but it doesn't work like that. Well, it should be. If, look, Austin Horton 2020. I'm running on two things. Get away with murder day and free parking. And daylight saving. Wait, I thought you were no an- I thought you were anti get away with murder day. I, I am I, well that depends on who you Wait, ask. so here's my question. Okay, wait. You just changed the daylight savings argument. We're going back to this. So <laughs> it's not you don't want daylight savings. You want no daylight savings all the time. No, I just don't want to waste anyone's time uh, on nonsense. That makes and you don't no think difference. We waste time Two times a year, changing hours and sending out emails. No, because it does it automatically. Austin, by oh definition, yeah. daylight savings time is <laughs> wasting waste time. This little <laughs> computer in your pocket, it just does it automatically for you. You don't wake up at two thirty in the morning. Oh, I better change the time on my phone. What about your fridge and your microwave? I don't change it. I just oven. know. Hey, that's an hour wrong. Why waste my time? You're a sad man, Austin Morton. <laughs> and it, it wasn't it wasn't it invented to help farmers or whatever. Yeah, so that's have, why it needs to go away. <laughs> so you're an anti-farmer. Yes. <laughs> you and Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> Me and Bloomberg. We think that farmers are. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just think it's so silly that we have so many other real problems that we're wasting our time with daylight savings that it won't even happen. Like you said, other hey, the hey, other hey, four hey, states hey. have to agree to it. Then Congress has to agree to it. They're nonsense. A lawless, wild, well, maybe wild west. Maybe smart people like me and Jeff, and they think that it should be abolished. If you if you guys want to say that you're as smart as Congress, you go right ahead and, and say that if you'd like to. Uh, okay, what else do you want to talk about? I don't about? think I'm as smart as Congress. What else do you want to talk about, Jeff? Um, <laughs> you don't want to get back into this? I was having a good time. I think I've won the debate. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we are looking for your favorite road trip songs, 855-340-ZONE. I and look, I appreciate everyone responding with "On the Road Again" from Willie Nelson. Yeah, that's a that's a layup. Free falling, free falling. Tom Petty. I okay, yeah, that, that, that works. That's a good I hadn't thought of it. That's but, a good song. Yeah. By uh, the way, speaking of road tripping, gas prices are down. Why is that? I don't know. That seems weird. Really that knows. seems weird, doesn't it? Uh, they always kind of go down though at the beginning of the year, and then about. May they cut coming back up for the summer and they go back down. It's it's pretty predictable. It's pretty predictable. There's always this down thing. But, but I wondered with this global fear that's going on if they yeah would that'll be an interesting thing to see if you see a, a spike. But it hasn't happened yet as of right now. U.S. average is two dollars and forty four cents a gallon. Utah average two dollars and fifty four cents, which is just crime that we have one of the highest gas rates in the country. It's true. We've got our, refineries. Because our refineries here. are so far away. <laughs> That's right. No one can give me an answer as to I'm why that you, is. We need to get someone who works for one of those refineries to come in and talk to us. You've got an open floor here. Open floor. We'll give you a good fifteen minutes of time to explain to us how Utah gas prices work and how you how you can live so, with yourself yeah. stealing my hey, money whoa, every whoa, day. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa! 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 They got aggressive oh, quickly. 
There's a refinery across the street from this gas station. And any, yet somehow any, my any, gas per gallon is 15 cents higher hope, than the national average. Any hope we had of getting someone on <laughs> this show gone. is it's gone. It's gone. That was eight <laughs> words. <laughs> it's over. Fine. Jeff will be good cop. I'll be back. We'll do it on a day Austin's not here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, what's going on is uh, this will surprise nobody, but a study was done. And Toyota has the longest lasting hybrids. Did you see this, re- yeah, this report? because they've been making them the longest. Right. They're the best at it. It's pretty simple. It's pretty, pretty simple math here. Easy ideas. But it did want me to uh, remind people about this merger kind of agreement that Toyota and Subaru, who have long been working together on different projects over the years, but they've sided up with one another for Toyota to develop the electric and hybrid side of things, while Subaru continues to do the all-wheel drive and safety side of things. And how's that going? Is there any updates on that, or is it uh, we're still, still a couple the- years out? Nothing, nothing new on it. I'm hoping when I go to our annual Subaru conference in April, we'll get some more date information on that that I can share with you okay. guys. Donna called last week and asked about your hybrid that you've been driving around. Still loving the hybrid. Sixty-seven point eight miles per gallon as of last eleven hundred miles. Okay, and see that's where that's and look that that's amazing. That's amazing. But I was making a, a little joke that the miles per gallon is like a fish story because one yeah. guy. Tells us it's you tell us it's in the sixties. The next yeah. guy the next week says, Oh, he's getting ninety six miles a gallon. Depends how you're driving, yeah. And someone else says eighty two miles I mean, a I've gallon. Had, I've had tanks where I've gotten over a hundred. Seriously. Yeah, like if you're really good, but you're like you have to be really good. You can't go on the freeway, like you gotta, you gotta like, really care. Gotta care. So it's really funny. So I told you about the logbook thing, right? No. So the so the state of Utah maybe you weren't there here that week. I don't so, think I was. So the state of Utah put out a plan because they remember when they started charging electric owners for Gas tax, right? So right. an electric vehicle has to pay ninety bucks, and a plug-in has to pay thirty-five a year to register their cars to help offset the fact they're not paying gas taxes. So what they did is they have a pilot program out there now that you can sign up, and they send you a tracker that you plug in your OBD, and it tracks your mileage. And then at the end of the year, they'll figure out how many miles you drove, times it by a number, and you pay the higher of thirty-five or or the lower of thirty-five or whatever the miles is. Okay. So if you don't drive that many miles, you can only pay twenty bucks, which is really stupid. On a thirty-five, the tracker costs way more than thirty-five dollars. So it's not a good money plan. But they're trying to get the data. Yeah, that's about the data. So now I've got this tracker. So now every time I drive, I can go in here and it rates you on okay. how efficient your driving. It gives you is. a little grade. Yeah, you have like a score on your drive. <laughs> and how was your score this morning? It wasn't good. No, it wasn't. I got a. 50. Were you running behind? I got a fifty this morning. Oh, so what's what's a good number? What, what's the scale? So apparently, I was a little late to the radio show. I might have been speeding a little bit on the freeway, <laughs> <laughs> so I got some knocks on that. Like it gives me a map of everything I did bad. What's a good? What, but fifty so, is your number. Yeah, what's so the, a good score? My highest score. We'll go with that. So you want low numbers? Yeah, I got an eighty once. Oh, it was only a two-minute drive, though. That doesn't count. How did you get an eighty in a two-minute drive? I got a seventy-seven on a twenty-four-minute drive. So that's probably my best one. Oh, so you do want high numbers? Yeah, the high okay. numbers the better. Okay, okay, okay. So that one I got is 96 on braking, 100 on acceleration. I didn't accelerate at wow. all. 98 on cornering, 90 on speed. That was a good drive. This I, is pretty cool. I was good on that drive. So that was one I was really good on. Apparently, if you speed or accelerate or take corners too fast, you get docked. Can you send this into your car? I got insurance? a 10 on cornering. Apparently, I was t- 10. Yeah, that's bad. You ran someone off the road, didn't you? Yeah, so I think the idea is like, so <laughs> there are certain auto insurance companies that do this. I think Progressive's right. one of them. Right, Progressive. You can yeah. sign up for the snapshot or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. they put a thing in, and and what it does is it tracks what you're doing. 
My wife and I did it with Safeco a couple years ago. We I had to fire an employee because of that progressive thing once. Why? Because a customer. Can you share her? Is it all right? No, I'll share with it. Yeah, it was like 10 years ago. Okay. No, it wasn't 10 years, probably eight years ago. But a customer came. There was a new a new lot tech we had. He'd only worked for us for a couple of weeks. And a customer had an SDI. They came and they had a progressive thing plugged in. And so those progressive things have alerts that if their car goes over a certain speed or corners too fast or has hard accelerations, it can text the owner. Yeah. And so he came in, dropped it off. The lot tech got in the car, was going to park it out back, and took it on a run on the freeway. Uh. And so literally 10 minutes later, the guy's back in the store in our service manager's office like, hey, I'm, let me show you this data. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it was about a 20-second conversation with that lot tech about going, getting out of here, you're done. That's it. Yeah. Like, we don't mess around with that kind of stuff. Funny you should mention this story. I was going to save this for next hour. Yeah. But let's play it now. Let's do it. In Florida, a man brought his car in to get it fixed, and uh, some things went down that made him believe it wasn't getting fixed at all. When Victor Odo dropped off his 2003 Jeep Liberty at a Clearwater repair shop, he never dreamed it would see more of the Bay Area than him. People are joyriding in my car while I'm sitting here having to walk everywhere. Odo says he dropped off the Jeep at Mustang Speed and Restoration in Clearwater, January 15th, because the engine light was on. These text messages between him and the owner document three weeks of slow progress before he finally picked up the Jeep February 6th. Then came parking tickets in the mail. On the 18th, a Saturday, at 12.58 a.m., somebody got this $40 ticket at BT Davis Beach. Then at 5.11 p.m. the same day, somebody got this $30 ticket for an expired meter at Clearwater Beach. Interesting test drive, huh? But wait, there's more. On January 23rd, the following Thursday, when it was still in the repair shop's custody, these two sun pass charges on the Skyway Bridge. And Victor says when he cleaned up, he found sand in the back seat, these clothing tags, and a pink lacy thong. But you're 100% sure that was not in your car when you dropped it off. I'm 1,000% sure of that one. Yes, that was not there. Do you want to know who took your vehicle and what they did with it? Yes, I would love to know. He took my car and what they did with it. Yeah. Do you want that person held accountable? Oh, most definitely. I want the person to lose their job. I mean, that's just not right to take anybody's car like that. I took Victor's concerns to the shop and found owner Jeff Arthur. So it sounds like somebody was joyriding in his vehicle. Okay, well, it wasn't me. At so. first, he insisted none of this happened. That guy's, that guy's crazy. He's crazy? How? Yeah. I don't know. Where would you make that up at? Then he suggested letting a judge decide. That's what civil court's for, letting bring the ticket up here. It's a forty dollar ticket. Yeah, forty dollars. Your, your time's only worth forty dollars. Forty dollar ticket. Then he has a, another dollar of the skyway. He says he has a thousand miles on his vehicle while it was supposed impossible. to be here fixed. Now it's not impossible. fixed. And there was women's underwear in the back seat. Oh, I don't like your attitude. So all that weirdo. Clearly, I hit a nerve. So I followed up by phone, and Jeff tells me the only person that could have used this Jeep is, get this, in jail on murder charges. Of course, that led to a lot more questions that he did not want to answer, but he insists that the alleged murder occurred after Victor picked up his Jeep. Meanwhile, Victor is furious that he may never know what in the world happened in his Jeep. Jeff did tell me that he was willing to pay for the tickets, but Victor says he has not reached out to him about that. Meanwhile, Victor plans to dispute these tickets in court because he is a commercial driver and he worries that these tickets could impact his license and his ability to work. Un 
Believable. Weirdo. <laughs> and he calls the girl weirdo, which was weirdo. pretty funny. But then, like, it's, a, it's an amazingly incredible twisting and turning story. <laughs> and then at the end, you find out, well, the only employee that could have done this is now we in jail really on murder charges. He, he murdered someone. But it was after you picked up your car, so you're good there. The, the alleged murder was after this fact. So A thousand um, miles. You could definitely murder someone within a thousand miles. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> for doing the murder math. But the owner of the place said, no, the alleged murder happened after the thousand miles. But anyway, how insane. This, Maybe it was the owner who drove it. Uh, watching the video. I don't like to judge people by the well, cover I mean, of their I think book. It was the owner. But you could see it in his eyes that he could have been the He's guy. Like, yeah, it was me. <laughs> He's like, oh, so that's where that. Uh, <clears throat> it's like the, dry, it's like the dry cleaner in Seinfeld who wears all the clothes. That's what Adrian said. <laughs> Running around town wearing his clothes. <laughs> that's Unbelievable. My, that's my house with jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. But so you mentioned that that customer that had a ST or a, what was it? The uh, it was an STI. STI. It and it had a, the tracker in it. Yeah. And my wife, she works for T-Mobile, and they have this incredible thing called the Sync Up that will you just plug it into your little computer under the dashboard, and it tells you when the car starts, it tells you where the car is going, how the the gas mileage uh, score on that, everything that you were talking about just now, uh, and then you can also, uh, you know, just keep track of your car better, and and that's I would highly, highly, highly suggest if you're going to leave your car. Somewhere, oh, totally. So have it tracked somehow. The super, so part of the new Subaru Starlink system is you have the ability to pay for, for the Starlink, and you can track your car. So you can actually create oh. boundaries. So I can create a boundary limit on my car, and I can create a speed limit. So if my car goes over a certain speed, it sends me a text message okay. or an email. Or if it goes outside of a certain boundary, it sends me an email. It's meant for tracking kids, but right. Still, that would work great for that kind of stuff too. What? So if it goes out of the boundary, it doesn't like turn the car off. No, it just sends me an email saying your car has left the boundary. We use it on our loaner cars. Okay. So all of our loaner cars are tracked that way. So if someone leaves a hundred miles within a hundred miles and goes outside of the area, we know about it. Hits the road trip with the the loaner car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because we have people who take them to Idaho and Wyoming, take them on road trips. Use it as a free we rental. Try and tell them not to, but yeah. they do. Uh, but you also have the now you have the rental program mm-hmm. that people can rent cars from you. And yep. That's different, obviously. But I, I look, this is obvious. It's obvious that this guy's car was used go, to go to the beach at the very least. By an employee or someone that had access to the car while it was on the lot of this repair shop. And I hope that they prosecute them to the fullest degree. And if it cost the man his business, I'm sorry it cost the man his business. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So I think I think you made the right decision, uh, you know, to part ways with that employee at the time. Because you, you could lose your whole business on a 10-second decision by somebody. Unbelievable. Absolutely could. All right, so there you go. You, you I just, guarantee you that was the owner, though. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. That guy seemed like a really good guy. <laughs> Weirdo. Yeah. He, yeah. And I, if feel, you, I feel like he's not going to bring his car back to that place. No, I don't. Well, I, I don't think they're going to get his business. Yeah, I don't think or so. Or his referrals for his family. Well, they don't like his attitude. Weirdo. So. Weirdo. All right, we'll take our second break. We'll come back, start the second hour of Utah Carson. Still looking for your best road trip songs. 855 855- 340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. we got more to talk about uh, in the car world, including what type, what type of car owner is the biggest jerk? <laughs> A new study might be surprising. We'll tell you next here on Utah Carson.